Is it ice cream? Is it yogurt? Who knows? It's the stuff. And enough is never enough of the stuff. We watch this stuff so you don't have to. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, where we watch the worst of the worst horror movies, movies that are so bad they're scary. We watch them so you don't have to. I am Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my co-host and very good friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. I like that intro. That was good. It was, <laughs> I felt like almost like a pro wrestler or yeah. something. Like, in this corner, weighing in a 220 Get pounds. Out, Michael Buffer. Right, right, right. <laughs> So how are you doing today, Aaron? I'm pretty good. Well, I'm a little rough. Got a yeah. got a got a got a wild day yesterday, you know, and uh, then I ate a whole bunch of muscles this morning, and yeah, tummy's <laughs> acting up a little bit, but I'm I'm okay. I'm here. Oh, that's good. And with us today, we have a very special guest joining us. Our second male guest yes. uh, after Chris Samples, a Mr. Doug Jones, aka Coffee Doug. You might know him from The Wisest Wizards. You might recognize him from, like you said, he does, what is the coffee? Coffee dog. Explain yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a YouTube show for a while, and uh, we did skit shows, things like that. But hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? I'm really curious about muscles. What made you get up and choose to eat those? <laughs> well, because it was a buffet. And I was like, ooh, I haven't had muscles in a long time. Yeah, I got to say, muscles for breakfast doesn't sound like the most. No, it's not the smartest, especially yeah. after a night of hard drinking. And ooh. then, uh, yeah, I'll put some muscles on top of that. But spring cleaning helped. You, know? you look so. like you have plenty of muscles anyway, big guy. So you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always be nutritious. There we go. <laughs> All right. So jumping in. We, like I said, we watched The Stuff for this week's episode. Now, this was a 1984, 85 movie. And it kind of, it's a weird one. It kind of combines the invasion of the body snatchers with the blob. And it mixes it in with corporate espionage. And food. And like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. Uh, it's I don't know if I'd call it a classic, but it's definitely like like '80s, definitely an '80s style movie. Oh, most definitely. I would I would definitely like. There's so much. There, there's enough here that's like it's so '80s. It's oh, even like the wonderful. fake commercials are. Just oh yeah, extreme '80s. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Those made the movie. Yeah, <laughs> those were phenomenal. Yeah, which I'm sure you'll talk about. Oh those. yeah, we will get to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it was released in 1985. It was written and directed by Larry Cohen. And it, we found it, or I watched it on Amazon Instant. I rented it for like a dollar ninety nine. Um, it's also on a app or a program called Voodoo, which I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with, but you, it was on that too. Um, did you? Find I rented it, it through Xbox. Xbox. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Doug, they you? they had it on Netflix, but they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. looked for it on Netflix, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Have it. I, I remember, did. Yeah, I remember seeing the picture because it's a pretty cool picture of this guy with the stuff coming out of his yeah, eyes. That's and mouth. One. Yeah, that's the new one. The one I found, which I did post on our uh, Facebook page was the original VHS box cover, which I remember seeing in the video store of, like, the open fridge and, like, the stuff, like, leaking out and all, the b- people, like, melting into it. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, too, and it's it was kind of scary. Yeah, it was a great box I remember box really cover. looking at it and being like, wow, except I was a kid and I just, I thought it was, I 
I guess I was dumb or something. It looked like a laundry room. I then I realized it's a fridge, and I thought, oh, man, they're being killed by laundry detergent. Just by that artwork alone, I don't know why I never rented it as a kid. Right. You know what I mean? That should have. Yeah. I just did it. It was always on my list of things. Like, I want, like, oh, that's a crazy box. I want to see this. But, like, I just never got around to it because I kept finding other things. Yeah. And, but finally got around to watching it for the first time for this episode. <laughs> now we're, like, 35. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's jump right into the movie. Uh, it opens with an old man walking around some sort of outside industrial complex um which we then we come back to it later and we learn it's kind of like a, a quarry or some kind like of refinery or something like mining that. area yeah. yeah and it's snowing out which it doesn't matter but it's snowing and he just happens upon to see this looks out and he sees this white goo coming up from the ground and it's like bubbling yeah and so what's this guy do he decides to bend over yeah. scoop it up and eat it <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crazy person sees bubbling white goo on the ground and says you know what that looks nice. I'm going to eat this. He goes over to it and he's just like, hmm, that's delicious. That's delicious. <laughs> now, I felt like the reason they tried to put snow in that scene was to make the watcher, you know, the viewer believe that, oh, this could happen. But yeah, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody would. It was like bubbling up, like oil. Yeah, right. It was like, like oil. white oil. I was like bubbling and popping. And he just eats it up. He's like, oh, it's just delicious. And some other guy comes up. He's like, dude, you got to try this. Yeah. It's amazing. So he starts eating it. He's like, this is amazing. We should start selling it. We got to sell, it, but keep it a secret for now. And so that's he started eating <laughs> off the other guy's hands yes! too. Like, oh. <laughs> it's not quite mama bird, but he's like, like, might as well like yeah, feed a horse out of hands. Right here you go, <laughs> eat this. And so we skip ahead, and now we're in some kid's bedroom, and again another horror movie with features strongly features a young kid. Which at that point I might as well just like throw all my papers and wash my hands of it because <laughs> I, you know, I've expressed how I feel about that. And Marshall hates kids. I don't hate kids. You I just hate, hate horror movies that focus on kids because they just to me they're always in the way. And if it was if this were real life kids, I'm sorry, would be probably be the first ones to go because they'd be in the way. They're vulnerable, and they just distract from everything. Else. You would not protect a little kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm winning over a lot of viewers or listeners right now with yeah. that. Uh, so he's sleeping. He keeps flying away mosquitoes for some reason. He gets up, goes downstairs to open the fridge, and he sees the stuff. But the carton is tipped over and it's leaked onto the uh, shelf and it's moving. It's like creeping around like it's got like like a little ami- amoeba or the blob, like a miniature white version of the blob. Right. And he's like, he freaks out. Uh, the father comes up behind the boy and uh, just comes out of nowhere. And the boy's like, here, the shelf, it's moving, it's moving. But he looks at it and it's back in the carton mm-hmm. upright. Oh, nothing's happened. It's all good. The stuff put itself back. Yes, it put itself back. A la Ghostbusters. The yes. first yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I didn't even make that. You thought about that. Uh, the father now, for, this takes off. The father gets irrationally like pissed off at this kid. He's like, how dare you be up in the middle of the night? I thought you were a burger. You never get up at night. You never you stay in your room. And he's yelling at this kid. And the kid just wanted some water. Yeah, like, don't, don't, shit. Like, don't ever pull this shit again. And he's like, smacks the kid. Like, he doesn't like spank. He's not slapping him, but he doesn't like a full on spank. But he's like, smacks the kid's ass like a standing up spank. And he goes off. The kid goes back to his bed. And then the father gets out the stuff and he starts eating it. And now we get to the first really weird fake uh, stuff commercial. And it's actually a lot of these commercials featured celebrities playing themselves from the 80s. Right. The first one, I believe, was uh, Lorene Landon. Um, nope, no, I'm saying it was Tammy Grimes. She's in the first commercial. She was actually uh, 
she had her own TV show in like the night in, in the sixties. Um, it was like night, the Tammy Grimes show, nineteen sixty six. She was a Tony Award winning actress, so she did Broadway. But she's wearing like a fur coat, and it's just a close up her face, and she she talks kind of like she's kind of like a raspy, like, kind of sexy Kathy yeah. Turner. Yeah, good. Yeah, Kathy yeah. Turner is a good a good mm-hmm. example, and she's just like the stuff, and you know, enough is never enough of the stuff, and <laughs> it's so you know, it's really weird. The uh, way they edited that commercial in. I felt like it. It just freaked me out because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what they were doing. It was because it just popped up. It was a pretty yeah, hard cut. Yeah, it's not like somebody's mm-hmm. watching the TV. They cut the TV. It's just boom. It's just mm-hmm. in there. And I wanted to ask you guys: like, isn't the director of this? Didn't he direct that Uncle Sam, which you guys yes, reviewed he did. on this? He did. So, do you feel like Uncle Sam was like that, where the editing was strange? I didn't watch that movie, but I no, know was talking no, about no, n- not honestly. The editing in Uncle Sam was. It flowed and, pretty good in Uncle Sam, honestly. It wasn't that bad. I mean, no, not compared, yeah. compared to some other ones. I feel no, like, yeah, but, this one was choppy. Cause it, yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. was not, it was definitely not, nothing like this weird commercial mm, splice okay. in the Uncle Sam yeah. one. Okay. So, uh, and then we cut to, now we're on a rich guy's yacht. We're just on a yacht somewhere. I didn't know explain where. And there's a bunch <laughs> of old, white, rich men talking around, and they are talking about how they want to make their own stuff. We got to figure out the recipe. We got to figure out, we want to make our own, how they do it. Yeah. So they decide, hired uh, David. Let me get this. I want to get his name right. David Rutherford, but everybody calls him Mo, who is basically a corporate spy. And he is a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, he is kind of smooth <laughs> in the movie. Like he's, he's always got some like nice smooth line. Or he's something. got like great one liners. He wears boots, like cowboy boots with a suit. Yeah. And, he, and he's got this like southern kind of thing going on. But like slick. He's like a riverboat gambler kind of character almost, yes, you know? That's a good yeah. description. Yeah. So they bring in uh, Mo, who. Why is he called Mo? Well, because every time somebody offers him money, he always wants Mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or every, he, when somebody gives him something, he always wants Mo. He says it like twice throughout the movie, so yeah. that's why he's called Mo. Yeah. And the, so these rich guys hire him to like basically infiltrate the stuff, the corporation that manufactures stuff, which you never even—I don't think you ever get the name. It's just stuff, stuff. incorporated. Yeah. I don't even know if it's that. Just stuff, yeah. so some company that manufactures break in there, get the recipe, so we can make ourselves. And Mo, uh, I could just like. It's a kind of a boring scene, but the weirdest thing is, like, on the way out, after the meeting's over, Mo, he's walking, like, which, first of all, they're on a yacht, so I don't know where he's really going to go, <laughs> but so he gets up. I just realized that. He gets up to leave. It, again, don't know where. And he's he walking, he walks past this one guy, I think he's wearing, like, dark hair and sunglasses, and he just sucker punches this guy out of yeah. nowhere yeah. and just walks off. I'm like, where, what the fuck? I don't know if they were trying to establish that he was like a badass. Like he kind of reminded me of Elvis and James Bond. I don't know the way he delivered his lines and the way they were trying to throw him into those situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, was, I get the, I, he was a, he's a real weird character. And he, wasn't he also like going like sweaty palms, sweaty palms. Yeah. Everybody yeah. checked one of the old guys saying, like he was making a thing about their, how they, I guess it's like, oh, look how observant this guy is. This is how he reads people, and he's good at his job. I don't know. But, yeah, so he sucker punches this one guy, and that's basically the scene. And we're back to the kid. And at this point, he and his – he tells his older brother not to eat the stuff. That it's – you know, it's, he saw it moving in the fridge. It's alive. And he smacks the carton of stuff out of his mom's hand. And runs off. He's, and he, and just, he freaks out. He's like, don't eat it! And smacks it and just takes off running. So, and there's a lot of, um, this does, at this point in the movie, there's a lot of back and forth between the, what's going on with the kid and then Mo. So there's a lot of choppy. Right. Cut, cut, Edit cut, cuts, cut. yeah. 
Um, next is Mo is at a lab, which is, I, I guess it's like his own personal lab, like his own <laughs> research facility or something. Because we, you see it like two, maybe three times throughout this movie. And each time he's like, he's talking to like his researchers, like, okay, we got to look for this. We got to look for that. So it's like his own thing. But again, it's never really explained. Mo's a complex guy. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 I also I guess he has some deep pockets if he's got his own research facility. And he's talking about, oh, we're going to steal this formula for this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now we cut to the filming of one of the, another fake, well, at the, in this world, the, uh, commercial, stuff the newest commercial, commercial for yeah. this stuff. And it's featuring models in swimsuits wearing fur coats walking down a runaway catwalk, and they're eating this stuff. <laughs> it's really weird. And the <laughs> swimsuits are so 80s. Yeah, like, they 80s, are. They're not like they nice are. bikinis. They're like one-piece 80s style. The standards of beauty in the 80s and what's going on now have really changed. Yeah, yes. it's and really... no reason for the fur coats. Every one of them had a fur coat, and it was yeah, ridiculous. It was, oh, that's classy, it was Doug. It's classy. Like, <laughs> okay, fancy suit, cool. High heels, all right, cool. But I can dig that. But then why cover up the bathing suit with the fur coat? Like, either have them in just a fur, just a fur coat, which that'd be cool. Yeah. I can dig that. Or just the bathing suit. But that's not here there. Uh, so Mo interrupts. He just barges into this, <laughs> the filming of this, and he just pulls the director aside and he starts talking to her and he's like i want to buy your agency he, so again he's got like bruce wayne type money here he says, i was gonna buy you out now yeah. i do want to point out is there a ghost in here the yeah, lights are flickering, just flickering. Yeah. <laughs> i do want to point out in that scene if you remember he says he works for an oil company yes he like has another undercover this is like his third undercover thing that he's like go, going he's in deep, deep. He's like yeah. he's probably like in so deep that he doesn't like he forgets who he really is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to buy all your agencies so that way it's not like a conflict of interest or that way you know you, you're not ratting them out because I now own them or something. Right. Um, and we learn at this point that this director, this lady, is the one who actually came up with the name the stuff. As and she runs like the ad or marketing departments for the stuff or whatever corporation it is. Uh, again, not cut to the kid who's now in a grocery store, and this mm. is a crazy <laughs> scene. This kid, oh my god, he's we well, get shot at the grocery store, and everybody in the store is buying stuff. I mean, he's flying off shelves yeah. and just buying it by the can't dozen. get enough of the can't stuff. Can't get enough of the stuff. And the kids there, and and at this point, I still don't know this kid's name. Uh, I don't think comes, I ever got his name. No, and not to like the very, very end, I think you get, get his name. And he comes across this black kid sitting in like this uh, shopping cart. He's in the front of the shopping cart. And the black kid's eating the stuff. And the white boy just comes up and smacks the stuff out of this black kid's hand <laughs> and starts running off and goes on a crazed lunatic rampage <laughs> through the grocery store as he's knocking off every, like the stuff off of every shelf. And he sees the stuff, he's attacking He's it. attacking At one point, he's running through with like a broomstick handle, just knocking everything over. He's smashing open the glass display yeah. containers. And yeah, yeah, dumping it everywhere. Right. And of course, you get the, the obligatory like uh, grocery store pyramid yeah, product. Yeah, of course. So there's a massive pyramid of stuff and the two workers see this kid running around, and there's, the two guys are just like, Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> the kid comes running like bowling ball. Yeah, like, just dives into this pillar. And you notice one of the guys like like jumps, tries to like block the kid. Like jumps onto the stuff to try to block the kid. But the kid like went like under him, over him, or something into the pyramid of stuff, knocking it over. The kid's going just berserk, like riot level crazy. Don't eat the stuff. And it's just a crazy fun scene. I will say that. Mm. Um, 
I thought it was weird that he went so crazy. Like, this is all based on the premise that in the middle of the night when he could have been dreaming, he may or may not have seen something move in the fridge. Exactly. But right. he hasn't seen this stuff do anything yet. No. It hasn't, like, warped anybody. You know? That's a very good point. Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> so no he just real goes like, this, yeah, this crazy. Ballistic. This kid is committed. <laughs> so now Mo is going to Mr. Vickers' house, uh, who Mr. Vickers is played by good old Danny Aiello. Yeah. Who, which is a weird... <laughs> It's a great, it's a great name, but he's only in the movie for like yeah. what ten minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. a cameo. And Vickers is paying, uh, who used to work for the FDA, so he's going here to ask him about a very thin Danny Aiello, also. Yeah, you know, what was yeah. the early eighties? What yeah, else was he in? I mean, I know that I've seen that. He's a character actor, right? Yeah. I've seen oh, him a hundred thousand times. This, normally, I go through and like make a list of people's credits for this, just for this reason. But most of the time it was like, oh, we, people know who he is, and I didn't actually do anything for Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> one time I don't do it. For $1 million, <laughs> yeah. Marshall. <laughs> I'll go, I would, my guess would be, I don't know, Soprano. Yeah, there you go. Law and Order. Yeah, he's Law and that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, uh, so, two Days in the Valley. Yeah, y'all recognize yeah. him. Yeah, right? everybody yeah, recognizes yeah. him. Uh, so Mo is asking about the stuff and how to get made and what's the process of what's in it. And Vickers is, you know, giving the runaround. He's like, I don't know. Um, and then he finds like, you know what? I got some paperwork. Let me go upstairs and dig this stuff up. Mo goes to the kitchen while Vickers goes upstairs and he sees just piles of stuff, like boxes of it in this guy's kitchen. He loves the stuff. And he, uh, Vickers comes back down, gives him the papers. Mo leaves. But, Oh, and then we, there's a quick scene of some ice cream stand. Like, it's the stuff stand. It's not even like an old ice yeah, cream, like 50s it's a, it's a ice cream stand. stand. It's just yeah. a strict stuff standalone stand, like next to a McDonald's. And it's like cars are pulling up. We're back at Vicker's house, and we see his dog, which is kind of, what's it, like a Doberman, I think it was, or something. Yeah, uh, it's a big dog. It's a big dog. It's growling and barking, and it's, we see him running up the stairs going crazy. And cut to the stairs, and we see it, the dog is like turned on Vicker's. And Vicker's like pinned underneath like this little desk, like yeah. hallway tabletop desk thing and the dog like barking ground down he's like kind of like oh my god and he's like stop it stop it the dog rips has the self-conscious like to go rip the phone cord out of the wall <laughs> yeah. so Danny Aiello can't call for That's help right. yeah. <laughs> that is the world's smartest dog yeah, he's just like I got you now bitch you're not calling yeah. anyone <laughs> so he, he has a pin on the table Vickers is yelling no, Ben, I'll buy more. I'll buy more. So apparently the dog is like, buy me more stuff, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog loves the stuff. Yep. Yeah. And the dog, at this point, the dog's mouth unhinges like a fucking snake's mouth. And stuff starts coming yeah. out of the dog's mouth. All this white goo <laughs> so is coming weird. out. And the dog basically, it's showing like it's biting into Vicar's neck, basically killing him. That's the scene. Now, was that the first scene where we saw the stuff do that? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. the first time we see what happens with the stuff. And to go back, you said that edit, the one edit that was weird, I, the editing in this was crazy, yeah. like I said, mm -hmm. but when they showed that, was that where they showed the McDonald's and then they showed uh, the people going nuts for the stuff or whatever? It, was that what you said? They showed a scene at McDonald's yeah. in the that street. That comes back later at the very end when they start wrapping up or things, when, when the turn happens. Yeah. But at the beginning, this is one where it's like people... You know, going up to like a you know a, an ice cream stand, just pulling up, or like you know, lack of a better term, maybe like a sign because it's kind of like a driving, just pull up instead of getting ice cream, just ordering the stuff. Mm -hmm. I, and I just thought it was weird, and I could be looking too much into it, but that they chose a McDonald's to be in that scene because yeah, you feel like too. even back then and definitely today, 
people are like that everybody just goes and gets McDonald's and we eat fast Statement food. Statement on yeah. society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's yes. is bad. That's what, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ex- that's what I felt like. I don't know. I could yeah. be yeah. looking way well, too much into it. Well, there's a whole message in this. Like, mm-hmm. I think they do it with like Coke, too. I think Coke's featured in this mm-hmm. at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So now Mo is in some small, bumfuck, out of nowhere, country town. And he's talking to a gas attendant. And he goes, and there's like just some strange car that pulls up, like down the street. And he's like, "Oh, that's weird. Let me go check out this car." So Mo walks in, checking gas attendant first. No apparent reason. Just takes up, runs into the woods. Like it's weird. <laughs> like just takes up right into the woods. Uh, Mo opens the car door, and there's no one inside. So he's like, "Oh, okay, this is weird." From out of nowhere, a black guy leaps over the roof oh, of the car right. and attacks Mo. Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah. yeah. This is where you meet Chocolate Chip Charlie. Which, by the way, this is the only black guy in the entire movie, and he's named Chocolate Chip. <laughs> 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 bizarrely racist. Yeah, bizarrely racist. But he loves his name, and he's such a, like... Fast talker, that guy. I'm so yeah, jazzy, yeah. you know. Yeah, the yeah. Like black fast talking mm-hmm. street jive black mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, so chocolate chip drive leaps over this car, tries to like super almost like Superman punch uh Mo, Mo. moves out the way, he punches the street, which just that just looks painful. Didn't he like shatter the street or something when he punched no, it? Maybe it, I'm imagining it, You're imagining yeah. that one. <laughs> and so Mo gets on me, punches him out, and he's like, dude, you're chocolate chip Charlie. <laughs> And did you say shatter the street? I guess, like maybe the Incredible he Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> he is, he is what an adventure, what were you drinking? Uh, <laughs> it was hard keeping up this movie last night, guys. So, that could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> so now we learn that C, I, I call I just call him C three for the rest of my notes. So or C cubed. C three is investigating. He's also investigating the same people as Mo because apparently, Chocolate Charlie owned the company that makes the stuff but then was like through backdoor deals and you know he was left out in the cold he was bought out or kicked out yeah. or something happened and he lost control of the company and he wants it back so mo and c3 they go to this for some reason the tiny little post office in this town and first of all when they before they go in, it's the middle of the afternoon clearly bright sunny middle of the afternoon but once they're inside it's like black as night <laughs> <laughs> so just a continuity error i picked up on um, they're talking to the post office worker who, and they're asking, where is everybody going? Where is everybody going? And they found them all the mails being forwarded to Midland, Georgia, which that yeah, comes back later. And, uh, Mo notices that the post office worker has a huge box of empty stuff cartons, like next to the counter or behind the counter or something. And the post office is like, Oh, something's going on here. I, I, I excuse me. I'm going to go to the back. And we hear some muffled noises come from the back room. Mo and C3, uh, or like, let's go check it out. And we see a line of stuff heading towards the window. And the worker is lying dead on the floor with stuff coming out of his mouth. And the stuff starts going up the walls right. and out the window. <laughs> and I will say for 1985, the effects of the stuff like moving across the floors and up these walls was actually pretty yeah, good. I kind of liked it for too. The, time. Mm-hmm. the makeup too, when they had like even the dog and the people, the stuff coming out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. I really did for a horror movie of that. For, 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 yeah. for this time, for an eighty-five, yeah, I was. I had one problem with the big finale scene, which I'll bring it up later. Okay. But um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's actually pretty decently done for the time. And C, <laughs> here's C three is like. 
I don't know. He's like Black Chuck Norris or something like that. He's, his he, hands his are, hands lead are lethal weapons. weapons and <laughs> he punches through the door, just straight up punches through him. And they see the body and they're like, oh, my God. And they go out the window themselves of, for some reason. And now I know where they go out the window. And now they're being chased by like four or five townsfolk. And it doesn't explain a thing. No, they're just yeah, all of a sudden they're just being chased through town by like four or five guys <laughs> with like a bat or pitchforkers. It's like. It's crazy weird. There's no reason for this. <laughs> and they it's run. like, if, if it was, Stanley, the thing, if Mo wasn't there, I think Mo was like, it's almost like this would be like a town where you're like, oh, let's chase the black right, guy. It's like yeah. a lynching kind and of Mo thing. And Mo just yeah. happens to be there. <laughs> but it was, they run to a river? Yeah. <laughs> they run to like a pond or a stream And there just happens something. to be a, like a, a motorboat there. Yeah, like a rowboat. It's like What's, a rowboat. <laughs> motorboat. It's a rowboat. It's a rowboat. But for, as they, they're trying to get into the boat and get pushed off so that the attackers get closer. And C3 karate chops this one guy in the neck. And like if you're popping a grape or a zit, like out purse, like I guess a zit because it's like out bust stuff from this mm-hmm. guy's neck. Like just popping. <laughs> They did, yeah, <laughs> they did that a few times where the body would deteriorate if right. somebody just did anything because yeah. the stuff. It yeah. just, <laughs> the stuff is breaking you down from the inside. Yeah, yeah. And Mo punches one guy so hard, he literally punches his face Shatters off. Shatters his face. <laughs> Half this guy's head flies off, leaving a giant cavity with stuff coming out of it. In his like where his face should be. <laughs> These guys do have registered lethal weapons. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. insane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they fight in the rowboat and they row away, making their escape. I loved how when they got in the boat, all the attackers just stopped at the bank and like pushed the pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, 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 they could have the also jumped in the boat. But it's like, 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 like six inches of water at this point, and they just kind of stopped. Like, oh my god, I can't go in the water. <laughs> so Mo and C three are in a diner, and they ask if they have any stuff. The waiter says, "No, we can't get any." Uh, Mo tells C3 at this point to go to Washington and talk uh, to an FBI agent named Frank Herbert. And Mo leaves with some customer. The waitress goes back to the walk-in freezer, and it's filled to the ceiling with stuff. So I don't know why she's saying we don't have any, because everybody's like, the whole thing in this movie is get people to eat this more and more and more. So if somebody's asking for it, why wouldn't she say, hey, have some? Maybe she's keeping it for herself. You would think, she's but hoarding it seems the like stuff. the whole process is, have as many people eat because it's like indoctrination is or mm-hmm. you know we got to get people to eat this so it made no sense that's why she would lie about that right that was kind of weird so we're cutting to new york city now mo is walking the streets and just like instead of like hot dog vendors or pretzel vendors now there's rolling street stuff vendors mm-hmm. and the girl working the vendor she pulls out a walkie-talkie from her cart and the cooler and says here he comes and out in a round Blazing around a corner comes a stuffed delivery van and tries to run Mo over and obviously misses and just flies off down the street. Which, it's just weird. Hit and run in the middle of New York with a stuffed delivery van. It's like they waited till then to try to pick him off. You know, why not get him in the town? Why not feed him the stuff? You're right. In the town, in that diner. Yeah, if that you want, here. Have him eat it and now he's on your side. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's programmed to, yeah. Again, it it makes no sense. So, so now he uh, is, Mo is meeting with some guy who distributes the stuff, and he's trying to bribe Mo uh, by hiring him to overlook security. So like, hey, we want you on our side. We're gonna that's hey, here's a job. And he's like, nah, I'm not having it. Um, and now he Mo is on the street talking to that female commercial, the lady from the commercial again, 
And the two of them now head to Moe's personal secret laboratory. And we see a newspaper article about the kid going crazy in the grocery store. <laughs> it was in the papers. So that's how it's starting to come together. And we get the next awesome commercial for the stuff. And this yep. one is uh, Lauren. This one's Lorene Landon, who was like a big model uh, actress at the time. And I should have written more notes on this particular commercial, but I didn't. It's just another crazy, awesomely 80s awesome. commercial. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Did you notice? Okay, so when he, this is another editing thing, and this yeah. drove me insane. When he was back in New York, and then the girl shows up, the, the director of the commercials yeah. that came up with the name of the stuff. If you remember, he told her he worked for an oil company. We want to hire you out uh, from the stuff or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And now she knows that he's against the stuff. They're like, it, they, they're making out. They're together. Yeah, like they became like a couple out of nowhere. You don't even understand. Before, <laughs> yeah. he was undercover, and now he's just telling her everything, showing her the lab. I was like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah, I, did they cut out like no 30 minutes of, of the movie? <laughs> yeah, I that's totally a good point. It's, yeah. They went from espionage to now you're my, now, now like, you're my second it, buddy. I'm not, we're out. Now we're I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> you're pretty. <laughs> it reminded Boobies. me of a grindhouse film, right? Like, yeah, how yeah. you would watch in a theater and it would just it doesn't need to make sense. Yeah, and I was okay with it. I was like, yeah. all right, <laughs> hey, doesn't need to. So now we're back to the kid. Still don't know his name. Sitting in his room, he's bouncing ball, and he's apparently he's been grounded for life for his. Uh, supermarket mm-hmm. fiasco is mm-hmm. crazed behavior. He goes downstairs to the kitchen. He finds a trash can full of fresh fruit, like bananas, apples, regular food, like just thrown away and starting to go bad. And next to that is a large trash bag filled with empty stuffed carton. So basically his family, people are no longer eating anything else. They're just eating the mm-hmm. stuff. And he goes to the living room where his mom and dad are eating stuff while his brother plays good old Atari 2600. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, uh, and I'm like, yes, go fucking Atari. Awesome. <laughs> and the people, he's actually playing Zaxxon. Yeah. To be precise, but you knew the game? I knew the game. Oh my gosh. Zaxxon. Wow. But here's the problem with my nerd. The sound effects weren't for Zaxxon. The sound effects were for the game Joust. <laughs> That's <laughs> How I'm, could you know that, Marshall? <laughs> just a wow. little shrug. I, like, I, had, I, I, I had an Atari. I played God, a lot of you just, You did play like, a lot of Atari. I have so much respect for you right <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, so we finally, at this part, learned the kid's name is Jason. This is where I first realized his oh, name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and the parents are trying to get him to eat this stuff. Like, eat it, eat it, eat it. Yeah, they're really pushing the stuff on him. Yeah, and he's like, no, it. I won't eat it. And he leaves. And his father tells Jason's older brother, Get him. Yeah. <laughs> Get so him. now the family is like lynching this kid. Like they yeah. turned on this kid, their kid, and they go, he brothers goes right after Jason. He runs, Jason runs for the door. They, the brothers fight a bit, and uh, the older brother's dragging him back inside the house. It's kind of kicking the kid's yeah, ass. Yes. Yeah. Could you tell they were brothers in real life? Yeah, they sure did in look alike. Watching it, I yeah. thought it. They it looked is, a lot yeah. alike. They, yeah. they, they, it's very unique looks. Like the kid's got like almost. Oh, like jade eyes. His eyes are crazy weird, like super light green. Like ooh. his eyes just mesmerized you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. But the other kid had him too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that's a very distinct feature. And yes. both of them had it. So I'm pretty positive they're brothers. So Jason finds like fine. He takes a carton of stuff and he goes up to his room. Oh yeah. And if and his father says, "You stay in the room till you finish it all. <laughs> then you can come be part of the family again." <laughs> This is such a weird fucking family. Yeah. 
so weird. They love this stuff so they much. They love it. Like, you cannot be part of this family. Unless you eat that stuff, man. <laughs> You're disowned. So he goes into the bathroom. Yeah. He, yeah. He, and the parents, uh, at this point, go before it. And again, it's packed full of stuff. It's just, that's all that's in there. Jason gets a good old Barbasol can of shaving cream after he dumps the stuff down he the dumps, yeah, toilet. He, he empties the stuff and replaces it with Barbasol shaving cream. <laughs> yeah. And he goes back downstairs. At this point, the brother comes up to him, and he's wearing these giant, like the biggest 3D glasses I have no, ever yeah. seen. But they're not like glasses because they don't have like the earpiece on. They look like they're just stapled to his forehead. It's almost like a mask. Yeah. It's like a 3D. It's big. I mean, it's like a giant rectangle. I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's, it's massive. It's really weird. It's just stuck to his forehead. And so Jason starts eating the stuff. But the shaving, barbasol, So technically yeah. this kid is eating... Shaving cream, right? So that's got to be disgusting. Just a little side note: I totally regret being here for the first time, not bringing Barbasol to make us all try. <laughs> I really, oh my, I missed a perfect, oh, moment. perfect, man, yeah. especially yeah. with you feeling a little rough oh, over there. I, I, you uh, would have had to take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, that would have been amazing. So he's eating the shaving cream, and Jason's like, he, uh, so he takes, he took more up to his room. So he, he's like, I want to take more so I can have it. When I'm tired, you know, I'm going to get out so I have some more. And the father says, we don't get tired anymore. Not since we started eating properly. <laughs> so that's, so basically, this is saying the stuff, you're never tired with the stuff. You're, you never get fatigued or don't have to sleep, apparently. You anymore. love the stuff. It's probably just packed full of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason puts the carton on the table and he leaves. And his father takes it and he tastes it. And he's like, and you can tell it. It's shaving cream. And you're like, first of all, how do you know what shaving cream tastes like? Because I've never had it. But anyway, <laughs> so now we cut to the outside of the house, and Jason is being, like, phone out chased by his family. Like, they want to kill this kid. Like, they are hunting him down. And, and, and it's, it's kind of an intense scene. Like, he's running for his life. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like, like, <laughs> and so he's running through, like, the backyards of suburbia and all this. And just out of coincidence, Mo, Perfect, Mo, Mo just happens to show <laughs> up. Pull up in a car and says, get in, in the kid. car. <laughs> now, and one, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> he said when he opened the door, he said to Jason, I saw it move, too. Yeah. How okay. the Fuck, did you know that that kid is freaked out because he saw the stuff move? That was his... I saw it move, too. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And honestly, when yeah. did he see it move? Because I don't remember the movie. Where did he well, see Well, remember it they saw the stuff leaving the place after he killed that well, guy. I but see, I don't know if he actually saw he it. He didn't. I was they, gonna, yeah. Yeah, because when they opened the door, it was gone. Just the body was there. And mm. they just decided to jump out a window after whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw it move, too. Unless <laughs> unless something moved when he punched the guy's face off. Well, and there was oh, stuff. Yeah. Inside. Who knows? But other than that, yeah. Or the newspaper article said it moved. The Plus, yeah. there's already moved. been like 35 minutes that they cut out that we didn't get to see. Yeah, so yeah. Who knows that's on the cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> so now, Mo, again, this is where he shows his Bruce Wayne baller skills. Because Mo takes Jason to a private airplane hangar, like a Learjet. Yeah, yeah. it's like a jet. <laughs> it's not like a Cessna or like a little ultra. It's a full on like jet. It's a yeah, yeah, like Ric Flair style and profiling Woo! kind of 1980s jet. Yeah, yeah. and the, of course now the female director, which is now his girlfriend, <laughs> is there waiting for him. And the three of them get on the private jet and they fly to Georgia. <laughs> and J- uh, when they get there, Jason's left on the jet um, while they're like refueling it or something. And outside the window, the Worker from the post office now pops up, like out. You see his head like pop up in the window and like pop back down. <laughs> and he's like, "Why is this guy here? And how did he get? 
how do you get here? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. So I don't know. We've traveled now from like somewhere where it starts off at. They've gone to New York. Now they're back in Georgia. They have done a lot of like countries like wide travel. A lot of here. gallivanting like, across the country. Yeah, yeah. I watched this a with very a few people. We had to pause it, and we had we talked about what the places were because there was a place where it was created, a place where it was tested. Mm-hmm. You had the secret lab. Yeah. yeah, it was so confusing and convoluted. They're yeah, all over they the go all over the place in like a very short amount of time. So suddenly the pilot. This out of nowhere gets covered with stuff. Like it just jumps on his face <laughs> out of nowhere. It's like the, like, the, like, the, like an alien, like the larva thing or whatever it is an alien. just like jumped on yeah, something's face. Yeah. There's no excuse. We never see where it comes from. It just he's sitting there in the cockpit, finally all of a sudden splat covered with white stuff. <laughs> and Jason wakes up to see the stuff flowing. Like it's like pouring into the jet, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a mass amount filling up the whole um, fuselage and everything. And he just, the only way he gets out is he escapes the jet by going out like a cargo hatch or something like right. that, some hatch in the back. And now we get to the stuff factory. This is where it's all made and produced. And Mo and the girl are in a tour, like they're going on tour of the factory. Like we would go on a tour of, the, of Anheuser-Busch, the right. brewery here. Right. In um, and again, a lot of fast guys. Back to Jason, who's in the woods. He comes across a giant cave for some reason. Hey, there's a big old cave. I'm going to go in it. That's it. That's the scene. It's pointless. And back to the factory, the girl's like, I want to see where the stuff is made, not just where it's packaged. That's the big thing. Where is this made? Not, yeah. We don't care about where, the What is the source of the stuff? Yeah. yeah. Jace is now in the cave, and he comes out of the cave, and he's in some kind of refinery. And there's trucks, like big old tanker trucks everywhere. And like I said, it looks like a quarry in the back. It it's kind of like it was. It's, it's the place where the opening scene is when they're in that kind of mine, yeah. like quarry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah we learned that. So that's where this, we're at the source of this. Very stuff. much yeah. expanded at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 mass production. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, just a point you brought up that I didn't think of, where you mentioned the alien getting on his face, which I should have thought of that. But when they did that, why wouldn't the stuff just go down the person's throat? And take because you eat it anyway, yeah. and just take control of them. Yeah. Why did it have to like fight them like the? <laughs> Why not just go in its mouth or in the person's mouth? Huh? You really just opened up my thought process. Yeah. What is going on with this thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jason's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to climb on top of this tanker truck so he's not seen by anybody. So I'm climb up." And for some dumbass reason, he decides to lower. That's not good. He's going to lower himself into the <laughs> empty, empty tanker, tanker truck. truck for no reason. Yeah, he's already fired up a top. Nobody can see. But like, you know what? I'm going to go inside this and trap myself inside a tanker truck. It's the stupidest yeah. move I've ever seen. Like, it's just beyond reason. It's because it's the kid, isn't yeah, it, Marshall? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why they don't belong here. No. And of course, he gets locked in. A worker. One of the workers says, oh, look, it's open. He comes up, closes, closes it. the hatch, locks it, and Jason's trapped inside. So now Mo and his new fuck buddy girlfriend are, <laughs> they go to check into a motel. And this is where we get the next fake stuff commercial. And this one this is one's awesome. My, this one's this my is, favorite. Yeah, this one stars Abe Vigoda. Yeah. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. And nobody, unless you grew up in the 80s and you really know this, nobody will know the name, but Claire, Clara Peller who came to fame for 
Burger King, she is the where's the beef lady. The where's the beef lady? And they, they, this is as eighties as it gets. Yeah, she was in that one. Yeah. I only noticed Abe Vagoda. Because she goes, Vagoda. Where's the stuff? Yeah, they play off that. Oh, <laughs> so I like, where's that? the beef? Oh. Where's the stuff? Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's I, her. Yeah. 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 Oh God! I just focused on Abe Vagoda. Yeah, like, I love him. How's yeah. the food? Huh? Yeah. Like he's like, it's like, where's that stuff? So, <laughs> so that is awesome. <laughs> and so, uh, Mo and the girl are sleeping, and the girl's pillow starts to move, and stuff rips through the pillowcase and starts oozing out, and again, just like the the pirate, it just. Flops yeah. right on the Mo's face. Yeah. And Mo starts flopping around. He's flaying like a fish out of water. He's fighting the stuff. He's fighting yeah. it off. And you know what? I got to say, again, there's, I don't know what was actually on his face and obviously CGI. So you get, I give credit for a guy who's like basically fighting nothing. Nothing. And yeah. make it look somewhat yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So props to uh, Michael Moriarty, who played Mo. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl decides to burn it off of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems so calm in doing yeah. this too. She's like, she, "Calm down, hold on, I'll get it." <laughs> she grabs an old kerosene lamp off the dresser, takes it off, and dumps kerosene onto Mo's face, and or the stuff which honestly, she lights the match and drops it on the stuff. <laughs> And Moe's face erupts in flame. The carpet next to him is now on fire. And Moe is still suffocating with this burning stuff on his face. Hold on. It looks like you're in a bad situation. I'm going to make it worse by setting it on fire. Yeah. Finally, he gets it off and he throws it. He gets the stuff off his face and he throws it against the wall where it sticks to the wall like fucking like there's that that stuff in the 80s. Like you throw a gack. Gack. Yeah. 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 It sticks to the wall. Or the stuff might have jumped to the wall stuff, because I couldn't really tell at this point. It's, it's alive. It could have jumped to the wall to save itself for some reason. And some guy, out of nowhere, <laughs> wearing like a best. black and white flannel <laughs> just shirt, some just out of nowhere, some guy, some guy. <laughs> and attacks Mo with no reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> a complete stranger. <laughs> Mo just knocks him down against the wall. So he's like in the corner where, where the wall and the floor meet. And this is where the mattress erupts in some his Flying out like a volcano, it sprays all over this random guy, and it's this scene is like, seriously like it's straight from like Nightmare on Elm Street where the mattress erupts in blood. Which I'll get, I have a great note on this in a second. <laughs> all right, the guy is pulled up the wall by this stuff, and he's just completely engulfing, like he's drowning in the stuff, and he's stuck to the wall. He's which screaming. why would it attack him? Right. He's trying to beat up Mo. I don't know. <laughs> who knows. And Mo says, hey, let's burn it again. <laughs> so the bed catches fire, but that's it. And <laughs> so the girl, now we get the girl and Mo, they're stumbling out of their motel room as smoke fills out and it's burning behind them. And the stuff continues to flood the room and cover the walls. It's everywhere. And Mo and the girl steal a truck and they head back to the factory. Now, before we move on, I, I do, because... I probably get this in my odds and answers, but I might as well do it here while we're talking about. It. But this that room that that scene was filmed in was actually the exact same rotating room that they used in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the that exact is very, same set. And they just repainted it and moved it. But I love that you brought that up because watching it, I thought of Nightmare. I swear mm-hmm. to God, I thought of Nightmare on Elm Street. But you know what? I was thinking of what? Who was the? They had him like they killed him or something. It was uh like Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I thought of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Editing yeah. the way yeah. they did that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a uh, rotating room that actually spins, and people are strapped in, and uh, that's how they get the stuff to flow up the walls and uh-huh. stuff. 
And it's the exact same room. They just repainted huh, that's it. That's awesome. It. Neat. Wow. So Mo and girl are back in the factory. The truck that Jason is starts to drive off. Mo seeing the tanker truck leaving the factory decides to follow it, of course. And now we're exit. We're at a mining site, but quarry, whatever. <laughs> and several tanker trucks and guys in yellow jumpsuits sucking stuff out of giant stuff pools with like hose, fire hose or something, and they're filling the tankers. So they're siphoning the stuff out of this giant pit. And but and it's like a pool. I mean, it's a huge pool, yeah. and it's bubbling. There's like shapes coming up. Almost yeah, like, it almost looks like heads coming up, but it's just giant bubbles. Weird bubbly, yeah. And uh, Mo and the girl like watch. They get out and they watch up from this hill vantage point. And he's like, um, and Mo's like, he says like it's coming straight out of the center of the earth. That's where he decides. <laughs> that's where he's suddenly he's like, oh, it's coming straight from the center of the earth. That's where it comes from. That's his diagnosis. That's, yeah. that's his expert opinion. <laughs> And, he does have a research lab. Yeah. <laughs> so out of his backpack, he pulls out a yellow jumpsuit from his bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which the girl comments was like, oh, so that's why that's why you saved that from the burning motel room. That's like the only thing he says. Like, oh, now I see why he took it. <laughs> and he puts on a yellow jumpsuit. He goes down. He's going to blend in. Now the tanker with Jason is pulled up, and it's about to start getting filled up with the stuff. So now we're into, oh, no. It's, that's, Jason's going to drown in the stuff. That's yeah. enhanced the drama. Shit just got real. Uh, Mo attaches. You should see him wrapping something around his ankle. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's really weird. And he tells the girl to go back to the truck. Now, Mo's creeping around like the size of core, like around the rock walls. And he takes those things off his ankle and he sticks them to the rock walls. And this point, so... Now he has C4. C4. Where the <laughs> fuck does he get C4? Wherever he wants, Marshall. Yeah, just, whatever. This guy is amazing. And it's it's it blends in perfectly. It's perfectly camouflaged C4 that yeah. blends right in with the mountainsides yes. and everything. Yeah, like clay it, and everything. Right. Oh, it's yeah. the same color. This it, It's exactly... It's the most beautiful C4 I've seen. Yeah, like, and it was, he had it strapped around his ankle. So, I, honestly, that's kind of a genius way. I guess trying to just wrap it around my ankle, stick it up, and smack it to a wall. How much C4 have you seen? Well, I've seen a lot what of... What did uh, I walk into here? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of stuff on the side, Doug. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mo now heads down to the main pit area where everyone's working and ciphering the stuff into the trucks. And he just randomly takes out one guy, one worker with a... He has a... The only difference is... He has a yellow hat on, and Mo doesn't. So he like takes this guy out and to take his yellow hat. Which the very next time we see Mo, he's not even uh, wearing, wearing the, the hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> so why did he take it in the first place? <laughs> so now Jason's taker starting to fill up with stuff. It's getting pumped in there. Jason's trapped. Uh, sh- yeah, so this is where we see Mo. He walks around the truck, no hat. Why take it in the first place? He hears. He magically hears Jason in the tanker. So he's the only one who hears this kid scream, even though there's guys walking all around this thing. Mm. And he's like, oh, shit, let's get him out. He steals the tanker truck and drives off. As he drives off, he detonates the C4. The quarry walls explode and f- start filling in the stuff. The pool. Or pit, like it starts yeah. caving with rocks. Yeah. I do like how he wasn't. He was like, I'll get you out of there, buddy. But he's in no real rush. He goes <laughs> in, gets in the truck, drives yeah. it. You know, like this stuff has gotten a hold of people fairly quickly the whole movie. Yeah, like, don't yeah, you think they can get the kid the fuck out of there right, right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deadly stuff, yeah. So, nope, he's like, ah, he's got time. So Deal uh, with a kid. <laughs> Marshall's like, kill it. Kill that kid. Kill the kid. <laughs> so now, the post office worker, who's also in another yellow jumpsuit, he attacks the girl back at the, the, their pickup truck where she was waiting, 
The girl knocks him down, and here comes Mo in the big rig, the, the Mack truck. And he runs over the guy's legs, and this pretty much turns it into a human tube of toothpaste. Because <laughs> as he gets run over, all the innards are pushed up and in his, into his head, causing his head to explode. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm like, okay, and we have a, a, a medical <laughs> expert here. Aaron is a nurse. Aaron, would that ever happen? <laughs> it runs over like would it all get pushed into your head, causing your head to explode? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it was just so weird. Oh. So Mo gets up, he picks up the girl, and he, they get Jason out. They finally get Jason out of the tanker, and he gets. They get back in the truck, and the girl. Mo gets pulled over by a cop, and Jason is just a complete smartass to this cop. Like no authority matters to this cop. He's like, "Where's your?" Ba-? He's just saying all sorts of smartass lines to this cop, and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, kid!" <laughs> Trying to get out without being like yeah. arrested or, or caught or thing. You're just mouthing off to this cop. <laughs> And they eventually, they, uh, the, the girl's like, oh, my God, the stuff. It's so much. Let's go eat it. So Jason and the girl uh, go back to the back of the tanker and start, like, pouring stuff out of, like, the hose. And he starts fake eating. Like, hey, cop, come over here and eat this. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So the cop goes over. He's like, he's going to eat this. Mocha knocks him out. That's it. Yeah. Karate chop, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now Mo takes this girl and Jason to a militia camp. And this is straight up like, like those guys we used to hear about in like, nice, like uh, Freeman or something like that like up in Minnesota or something like right, that. Right. Montana. Like, or the Minutemen or whatever. Minute, yeah. yeah. I mean, these mm-hmm. guys are like no deal. All, they all seem like ex army pass because they're all wearing BDUs, but I don't know if they were, I think one guy, the leader was act. He was like a colonel or something. We get to that. Um, but this is where they t- takes Jason and the girl for help. And back at the factory, the tanker truck pulls up to the gate. The driver gets out the passenger. He gets out of the passenger side, which is really weird, and says that he found it all abandoned and wants a cash reward for bringing it back. Um, oh, this is where uh, I sorry, I cut ahead. The, during before this, Mo and the girl they're all talking with the militia guys, and we meet the colonel who's played by uh, Paul Servino, mm-hmm. uh, Colonel Malcolm Gromit Spears, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna invade this factory. We're gonna bring it down." So they basically come up with a complete like invasion war plan for this factory. Now, what I got to bring up is when he met Paul Sorvino, which I thought he was fi- amazing in this film. <laughs> yeah. But he Mo, that's his name, right? Mo. Yeah, Mo got from what I understood from this in-depth plot, he got <laughs> Paul Sorvino kicked out of the military. For blackmailing him for sleeping with a like a prostitute or something, <laughs> and sent it to his wife. So they like they had beef. I, yeah, but, I forgot about yeah. that. Too. But then he like totally tells them about really nothing that somebody's <laughs> trying to take over America, and Paul Sorvino's like, "Let's get those sons of bitches, <laughs> not my America, <laughs> not take over yeah. my America, like, <laughs> not on my watch." It's like Mo, how did you convince? You were amazing. Yeah, like this dude Mo should is, kill you. Like they need to make more movies with Mo, like yeah. like James Bond. Like Mo needs to become his own character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's the plan. They take the stolen tanker truck back up, and uh, Moe's like, uh, I don't know if it was Mo. I don't think it was Mo. No, it was some other guy. And he's like, uh, I found an abandoned, and hey, I figured if I return, I can get a cash reward for bringing it back. And the gate guard also, you know, jumps and says, Sure. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. it. Opens the gate. 
uh, the, and the driver is like, well, the driver's like, I'm not driving it through. I'm not driving it until we talk money. I'm not going to do it. And at this point, that's the wrong thing to say because the guard pulls out a revolver and just shoots this guy in the face. <laughs> oh, shoots him in the face. And that's it. There's no like, hey, okay, let's talk about it more. Just, just kills him. So now that the militia... He does not negotiate. <laughs> yeah. Now the militia just rushes in with guns ablaze and they're shooting everywhere. They shoot the guard. And instead of blood, he bleeds stuff, stuff. which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so... Mo and the girl and Jason rush with the militia guy. And I had this problem, like, why the fuck would you take a kid to a goddamn firefight? Yeah. This is like a war zone, and you have a 12-year-old kid running in there with you. Well, bullets are flying everywhere, explosions are going off, and you have a 12-year-old kid. And he's, like, over. part of the main, he's, like, help leading the mission. Yeah. Like, Let's go, guys. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. It's this. The only thing he didn't have was a gun. Yeah, he did not have a gun. He had spirit, though. No, he did. (laughs) So inside the factory, the colonel starts saying, we never lost the war. And Jason, just like with the kid being smart, he's like, well, what about now? And the colonel's like, Fuck you, kid. This kid's a dick. Yeah, the, 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 the family wanted to kill yeah, him. Like this point, like this kid is like an ass. He should have deserved to be uh, gotten. Uh, so now him. they come across a bunch of dead factory workers. Well, apparently they've all killed themselves. It's because all this you hear like the the over the uh, intercom system. You hear like the you know warning, warning, and it, the, the merch is like uh, proceed with the agreed upon. Plan of action. I didn't understand that. I'm glad I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know why they were all dead. Yeah, so they so killed themselves. So, yeah, that's, okay. that's the agreed upon plan of action. Yeah. Is if we ever get invaded or somebody tries to get, we or, kill yeah. ourselves like some crazy cult. cult yeah. you know, drinking the Kool Aid <laughs> so we don't have to talk or anything like that. Um, they spike the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the colonel smashes one of the heads. The bot. He smashes one of the bodies head with the butt of his rifle and the head pops like a fucking balloon <laughs> filled with red powder. It doesn't burst with liquid. It pops. It's like just red powder. Just yeah. Poof, like yeah. Up in a poof of smoke. It's really it's weird. Ugh. And so the girl now is leading Jason back outside. He's like, Oh, we got to get out. We don't need to see all these dead bodies yet. You just rushed in killing everybody <laughs> in the path. And as they're on the way, the stuff starts flooding the halls and starts flooding the building. And, the outside the giant silos, they break open, stuff is oozing out, so stuff is the stuff is loose. Yeah. And it's going everywhere. And now they for some reason they all decide to fly somewhere. They I don't know how, but they get out and now did you notice when the stuff when it's cha- when Jason and the girl go into some room, they corner themselves, which yeah. is just ridiculous. And the stuff is chasing them. It was much like in the tanker. It looked like the blob from '85. Yeah, the, the blob, yeah. the movie. Yeah, and you could tell. I didn't look into who did the CGI or whatever that what you'd call the it. Effects, I, probably, I probably should look and see if they were the same. Yeah. I did, but man, it looked just like that's that, why exactly so. when old man said like, it, it's the blob. Meets, yeah, yes. it's really yeah, blob yeah, yeah. like. It just this is an edible version of the blob. Uh, but who knows? The blob in the remake was red. Maybe it tasted like cherry or something. Ooh. <laughs> that would have been delicious. Um, so now they all get out of the building, and they just fly off somewhere. I don't understand it, but they fly away, and there just happens to be a fleet of taxis waiting for them. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, what the hell? How did, this, how did they coordinate all this? And the, this is the militia, too. Like the, It's not just the three-making. All the militia 
just fly off magically and arrive at some place, and there's this ta- like, a fleet of taxis waiting for him. Like taxi armada. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> not the bl- like you think maybe it'll be like a black car fleet or something. It's, it's fucking taxis. taxis <laughs> yeah. And so the colonel at this point he practically invades the small town where he hosts like a radio show, like a, like a, <laughs> like a public an NPR type thing. It's in a small town, and he again with all these militia people in this town. He is like invading. It's like all the taxes. Like, uh, Assam saying like let's invade Kuwait. That's like basically <laughs> what they did. They invade the small town. Take with, over this small town constantly with firearms. Like the, the taxis pull up, and everyone's looking, and then people start getting out with guns, and everyone just freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> and he's like, so the plan is they're going to go on this radio show to warn people about this stuff. And now, I, of course, magically, I know where Chocolate Chip Charlie shows back. Oh up. yeah. And this is where I finally, near like this is an hour, 15 minutes into the movie, I finally learned the girl's name is Nicole. <laughs> I couldn't have answered that yeah. for $1,000. No. I would have had no idea. Yeah. So, Chocolate Chip Charlie, C3, wants to go on the radio with Mo as he does the warning. And the colonel says he will allow this, this is almost verbatim quote, he will allow this colored man to be on the radio, but if he speaks one word of his commie party line or in code, he will blow his head off. He got so racist that, so quick. Yeah, like, yes, out of nowhere. Was, I was like, nowhere. wow, I really I hate Paul's like, <laughs> <laughs> It's bad enough that the one black guy named Chocolate Chip, and yeah. now he's called the colored man and his commie line. Speaking of code, <laughs> he's a commie kill him. What it's, message were they going for I there? Like, yeah, what? It was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh. It's <laughs> crazy. So Nicole takes C3. So you're saying that scene doesn't hold up in today's standards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So it is the Deep South, but who knows? Uh, so Nicole takes C3 off to like this little private studio, a small room, to get ready. Like, okay, let's warm up and let's talk about this. And they go into the small room and they close the door. And C3 tells her that he knows what happens to people once the stuff leaves their body. And she's like, oh, how did you know that? And he pulls, he grabs her and he pulls her clothes. And as he pulls her in, he starts to convert, convulse. He's like shaking. Like, blah, 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 blah. And his head's expanding, kind of like a balloon <laughs> being blown up. And again, like just like the dog before, his mouth unhinges like a snake. And we sit all the way down. So, and his mouth just looks fucking weird. Yeah. It looks weird. It it's, looks like a honeycomb or behind. It's not like, it's weird. Look, I can't even describe it. And it, his mouth opens so wide that like his upper jaw almost looks like it's going to like fold back in on itself. Like it's going to eat his Right. Own it's like his whole, it's, it's almost, it almost reminds me of like Beetlejuice where they, when J.J. Uh, yeah. Davis like yeah, opens her yeah. head up like that, you know, like, yeah. and their eyes comes out the middle. It's like, it just opens up so wide yeah, and it's crazy. crazy. This, I know, like Doug, earlier you were saying the effect, but this is the one thing, like the effect on this, this look, Utterly pretty ridiculous. bad. <laughs> it looked so bad. Like, it did. It looked like he was like one of those like he didn't look human. But he looked more like he was like uh, like a cake. Like when yes. people like those, make those big fancy super cakes nowadays, he looked like he was made of like bonded and icing or ganache or whatever they put on that. Shit. I don't know why I love that though. I just think that's amazing. And I feel like if you, I didn't do this, but if you watched it in slow motion, there had to be a scene where it. It wasn't quite yet the fake dummy, and it had to be the actor who played Chocolate Chip Charlie, and he's just like, dude, like this uh, Garrett Morris. <laughs> you know, up, Garrett the, Morris was the one who played uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie. Okay, yeah, they're warping him, and yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually just, because I was writing my notes, I had to manage a freeze frame right on like a perfect still of, uh, which I actually took a picture of on my phone, and I will post that picture on the Facebook page <laughs> with when this goes live. Uh, so you can see just how ridiculous this special effect looks. <laughs> so he is 
and so now the stuff is coming out of his throat and uh and his mouth now is like the size of a football really i mean you, you get you, a full inflated not a tom brady football but a full <laughs> inflated football could go down topical, topical. <laughs> go down his throat and Jason walks in right as C3's head splits open and pops off and stuff begins like you erupt out of him and still in this tiny little recording studio and Mo grabs an M16 <laughs> shoots the glass between like the glass wall from the recording studio and where the I guess the producers or mixers would stand and no I take he shoots and then he shoots this big ass electrical cable which happens to be on which seems really dangerous to have this giant electrical cable just lying on the floor it's a trip hazard it's like a fire thick hazard. industrial I mean it's like yeah, yeah like wrapped mm-hmm. in metal too and he just he shoots it in half because he's that because he's Mo yeah because he's, he's Mo right. Mo and so the colonel hands him the two ends of the cable like <laughs> here you go pick it up here's two live cables like power wires Mo hops up onto the mixing board of the tiny studio where the stuff has Jason Nicole trapped and he plunges the electrical cords into the stuff. The stuff catches on fire. It's erupting in fire. Jason hops out of the broken window. Mo swoops in, picks up Nicole like the, Nicole, like the, the great hero that Mo is, and carries her off, all like in his arms, all heroic. He Tarzan's her. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Tarzan's her. And well, the stuff is burning in the background behind him. And they go on air and they warn everyone about the stuff. The colonel says it's an alien, which is the first time in this entire movie we ever hear the fact that it's supposedly an alien being. Because most said it came from the center of the Earth. So if it came from the center of the Earth, how is it alien? Because it would be Earthbound. <laughs> so who knows what the stuff is? Maybe that's the mystery. You never really know. We get a shot of the stuff burning, uh, a burning billboard of the stuff. Like a, a Sunday Highway, a billboard's burning. So people now have risen up. The stuff revolution has begun. I love when Paul Servano's talking. He's like, you know who I am, and I've never let this country astray. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is this guy? How does everyone know him? He's a, he's a blacklisted former colonel. Yeah. Like, Whereas an NPR like Rosie, probably reached like, you know, 200 people. It's like a little bumfuck town. <laughs> this is before social media. How did the word spread so fast? Yes, yeah. yes, I agree. Exactly. And honestly, this radio station, like I said, it's a small town. In the middle so of it's nowhere. It's not like he's like broadcast from New York, so it says a wide <laughs> right. radio range. But that radio frequency probably did not go very far. And out. he said too, he was like, they were like, maybe we should wait. There was one scene right then, and he was like, we have to do it now. We won't get this chance. I won't get this chance again. Like, why won't you? Get- <laughs> Who are you? Like, you could. I mean, you did it now. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> so after we see the billboard. The stuff that we're building, we saw Nicole is doing some. She's now doing some kind of like news report about this stuff. Like she's like she's now a field reporter for some news channel. And shots, we get a, a giant stuff bonfire with crowds throwing more stuff into the fire. It's just cartons piled up. That stuff restaurant we saw earlier uh, next to the McDonald's. It's being blown up. It's not a fire. It's blown up. People are up. blowing shit up. Yeah. yeah. And it's also the stuff factory is blown up. I mean, just lots of explosions. explosions. And Mo is back at the office of these two rich men that hired him out. And they have now created, they moved on and said, now the taste. That's right. Yes. And these were the two rich men 
supposedly against each other in the beginning of the movie, yes. right? I okay, think, I okay. think that's what yeah. it, it yeah. got really confusing. One was for the corp. stuff, one was against, for ice cream. Yeah. 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 Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream was the, the bad guy. Ice cream was against the stuff. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. It was an ice cream corporation that did not like the stuff. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I, I got confused with the corporate stuff. Um, How could you get confused at that? It's, it's so easy. It's, it's, so it's an evil ice cream corporate uh, magnet. Yeah, ben and Jerry's really <laughs> wanted to take out the stuff. Uh, so now the taste which they say it only has 12% stuff in it, and it's, the rest is all natural dairy products. So it's harmless. <laughs> it's only 12%. And they say it doesn't have enough stuff in it to take over someone's mind. <laughs> and they, taste, they tested it in a small Illinois town. So I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you even... What do you put? Is that like a warning you put on the label? Like, yeah. not May- enough to take over your mind. <laughs> May cause Surgeon, mind control. Yeah. Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> so, Mo it says, uh, like, you know, if you test it, then go ahead and eat it. It's safe, right? Eat it. And the old man are like, oh, we don't want to eat it. So, Mo says, I'm not alone. And he calls in Jason, who <laughs> comes in carrying a big ass box. And Mo tells the old guys that Jason lost his parents. And his brother to the stuff. So now we know his parents are actually dead. Um, and he pulls out a gun. Not Jason, but Mo pulls out a gun. And tells the men to sit down. And Jason serves him. So Jason pulls out carton after carton of the taste. And tells them to eat it all. So the old men, they start, they sit down at the desk. And they eat all of the They're eating it all. And they're like, oh, God, I can't eat more. And we hear sirens coming off in the distance. And Jason says, oh, here they come, right on schedule. I guess we did it, Mo. And they leave. <laughs> and like, all I was missing was like, like, like cheesy like, little musical cue and a big thumbs like a up. high five. Like, yeah. Yeah. We did it. Yay. <laughs> and they leave. <laughs> so it cut to a night scene of a truck pulling up in front of a shady-looking man, like, like your 80s-style drug dealer. And the driver gets out. He goes to the back of the truck. Bed, Doesn't he have a ponytail? Up. I don't remember. Oh. Uh, he opens up the truck bed. And he sh- if not, he should. Have and shows several white, large white boxes. He takes one out. The shade man bends over, cuts it open with a knife to reveal that the boxes are full of cartons of the stuff. He opens up a carton. He tastes like he was tasting cocaine. Yeah. He kind of rubs, <laughs> on, his, <laughs> rubs <laughs> on his gums. He looks back. He, he's, he's quite, he kind of looks back over his shoulder at his partner. He nods. Roll credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that it's, it's is pure. the stuff. <laughs> Now, I do I do need to say just so people if they do look this up, there is an end credit scene. Yes. Are you going to Okay, I, I just want to um, make sure you say that. The credit the end credit scene is the final of the stuff commercials. And this one stars Brooke Adams, who was a well-known actress in the 70s and 80s. She was actually in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which just, like I said, began very much similar yeah. to that. Oh. And she also did episodes of the uh, TV show Monk, which was well-known, yeah. and a lot of other stuff. But she was a pretty girl, and she's like in the shower yeah. with, I think, a stuff, and she's talking about eating it. it so it's the <laughs> final commercial of the stuff. Is that after the credits roll? Uh, it's like, I think, I have in between. I missed like, it. It rolls, I and missed then it. you can yeah. see, then you get the rest of the credits. I missed I think it. That's yeah. how it is. Um, but it's not too far into it so 
That is the stuff. Ah, oh, the stuff. Stuff. Now let me ask you guys: yep. Would you pay to go to the theater if they were to make a sequel that had Jason grown up now oh. and he was, he had trained with Mo for twenty five <laughs> years? So Jason basically becomes like Robin, He's, like Batman. Yes. Mo, yeah. like Mo is Batman. <laughs> would you go, Would and you Jason pay to go like see Robin. that? Hell I yeah! <laughs> I would. I would. I probably actually would. That could be pretty yeah. crazy. Can you imagine like a training montage between yes. Mo and Jason? <laughs> and they use Mo as old as he is now, but make him look young with a wig or whatever <laughs> like, and show him training him back in the 80s. Oh, man. that'd be amazing. Uh, he's got his own pair of cowboy boots now. <laughs> he's learning how to sucker punch people <laughs> and karate chop. <laughs> so, all right, bringing us to our odds and ends, we always go to the, the ratings of this movie from the other side. Now, this was, uh, again, pretty darn high for you know, uh, IMDb was low, so it was 5.9 out of 10, which is still, from, compared to what we do, pretty, pretty, pretty high. Pretty That's decent. Pretty yeah. stars out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 70% on the rotten to- on the thermometer. I'm really surprised by 70%. that. 70%. That's Boy. like the critics or the more professional. With uh-huh. a 45% audience score. Uh, okay. Yeah. That kind of I thought good, that would be backwards. I thought audience would give it way more you would and think. critics would give it way yeah, more. Right, right. No. And then Amazon had four out of five stars on Amazon. Jesus. What? Yeah. <laughs> So a lot Is that of just from DVD sales or something, or it's just uh, viewers. Yeah, viewer huh. reviews. People. Re- Holy cow! So, um, go move on to plot keywords. Uh, there was a lot, but nothing too fancy. I only wrote down two for this week. Uh, it was just flushing food down a toilet, and <laughs> the, my favorite one was food fluid ejected from the mouth. Uh, so the, like, so these are your search options. I feel like watching a movie with fluid ejecting from the mouth. Ooh, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, all right. That's ba- yeah, exactly what that is. So now, now we come to the favorite part of the, of the, of the podcast. We're going to play a little game that we like to call Guess the Budget. Where Aaron tries to guess the budget, and Doug today is yeah. going to partake in this yeah. game. Oh, see, and now, we, I we play Price is Right games. Rules. So mm-hmm. it's closest to getting, without going over, Wins. All right. So it's price right rules here, okay? All right. So made and 19- none of this $1 bullshit. <laughs> $1. So it was made in 1985. It didn't really have big stars, but it did have cameos of big people. But cameos can be pretty cheap. Uh, they could be free. They, they, yeah. If they, yeah. Yeah, they could. Uh, the effects were not bad. I imagine that rotating room would probably cost a little bit, too. Um, I don't remember who... What company was under? Who, you, who was it? Was it I, Paramount, TriStar? I, I, like? I, don't, I don't know right now. Yeah, because the movie just started. It, it just, wasn't TriStar because I would have remembered that horse. The horse. With the wings. Yeah, the Pegasus. Yeah. 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 I think. I think I would have remembered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, the, 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 the director and writer is known for B-level movies, so they probably didn't spend a ton of money. And really... <clears throat> They had a jet. They they were shot in several different locations. I'm gonna say for the 1985 money, six and a half million. Six and a half million. And to answer your question, it was uh, Larco Productions, a New World Pictures mm. company. So I've never never heard of yeah. that. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, now do I get to go? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I uh, so Aaron wants six something. Okay. Six and a half. Six and a half. All the stuff you said, I, I would think about <laughs> factoring in. Um, they did have two brothers in the movie, that, you know, siblings. <laughs> I don't know if they got to pay extra for that. Um, they got Chocolate Chip Charlie to be in You're there. Right. Just so, can you imagine, because of like child labor laws, if they weren't just brothers, <laughs> there were two sets of twins. Like those, 
like the older brother was a twin with his identical twin and the younger brother twin, so that would be four <laughs> twins because oh. they can only work. Wow. That'd be crazy if that was the case. Yeah. I wonder if that happens. What were the odds of that? In general? <laughs> two sets of twins. Well, full, full House didn't they have that? Didn't uh, there was the, the Olsons, Olsons? Yeah, but, but there was just one. Two Jesse twins, and but, Becky had kids, and they they were twins, but they paid both of them to be on the show, right? I, I don't know. I, the brothers. I, yeah, do you remember that? I'm um, wasn't a Full House guy. Oh, okay. well, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> no, I guess my stock anyway, just dropped. <laughs> I will guess. I, I agree that it had to be. I think we're talking million million range. It's not like hundreds of thousands or so. They had too much shit. So it's not fair that you got to go first. But, <laughs> I, but I will undercut that. I I'm gonna guess like I don't know around three, probably less than three. But I don't think it's as high as six. Mm. Well, <clears throat> as always, Aaron completely blows his wide open shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you were way over, but uh, Doug not as much. Budget one million seven hundred thousand. Wow, wow! And you know, though, watching it like for the casual viewer, you would be real surprised to hear that it's a million something. I mean, yeah. think because if you don't think about all that stuff, you oh, know, God. stuff. I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> what the shit? All right. So moving on, we're gonna do a little some of the other trivia tidbits I found out. Like some of our cover, like we covered the spinning room, so I'm skipping that. Um, now the stuff itself, uh, according to the Anchor Bay picked it up and is the company that released it on DVD. Not the they just bought the rights and released it. Uh, according to the audio commentary on the DVD for this, which would have been kind of interesting to listen to, right? Um, the substance props or the stand-ins <laughs> for the real stuff used in the movie includes a lot of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, yogurt, and for one of the scenes involving the enormous avalanche-like effect of stuff crashing through a wall, fire extinguishing foam. Huh. Other shots of the ones like the giant lake of stuff required superimposed images mm-hmm. and animation. That's obvious. Um, uh, okay. According to Larry Cohen, the director, in some scenes in which the stuff chases characters, a foam made of blended fish bones was used. It stank so much that as soon as the shots were done, the actors ran to a river in order to bathe and get rid of the stench. It was suck. so bad yeah. they couldn't even like stop and like like I gotta take a shower. They ran into yeah. a river. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody to the river now. Um, like we did with uh, uh, last week's episode, where we talked about how. Sandra Bullock was considered to play a possible role, and uh, I forget who was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, uh, this was also. Would you like to take a guess at who was considered to play the role of Chocolate Chip Charlie? Uh, I'm guessing it'd be another black guy, um, because they had that sweet racist rant by Paul Sorvino. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to go Eddie Murphy again. Eddie Murphy, Doug, you uh, want to take a shot? Richard Pryor. Richard. Pryor. Arsenio Hall was considered Ooh. to be they first considered to be chocolate chip Charlie, <laughs> representing the dog pound. Yeah. And uh, this was the last cinema, the last movie done by Alexander Scorby before he died. And Scorby had a small part at the end. He played a character named Evans, who comes in at the end. He was an older gentleman, but he's really well known for like his voice work, like stage and radio stuff. He, he had a, a very distinguished. Well-known voice, hmm. you can kind of like 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 a, like a Lawrence Fishburne or somebody who you know you hear that mm-hmm. voice and you know who that is, and like a Morgan Freeman kind of. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm sorry, not Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, I meant to say Morgan. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Freeman, not Lawrence Fishburne. Um, so uh, some of the other like little tidbits, like some of the goofs and mess ups, uh, and this one I, I thought about bringing up, but I'd wait to now. In that scene where 
and maybe you guys caught this now, but I actually paused it and watched it. It's hilarious. Uh, in this scene where they finally get to the stuff back room, they're invading it, and you see all the dead bodies on the floor in the yellow jumpsuit. When you first see them, it's a, like a pulled out shot, nothing noticed. And then the second time, they kind of, the shot is uh, everybody's pulling up and they're kind of panning across the floor of all the dead bodies. Well, one of the guys, the extras, in the background, one furthest away from the camera, apparently he didn't hear the, the words action, and they're all supposed to be dead moving. He's in the back, and he's, his tongue, he's like, his tongue and mouth and wig, and his eyes are going back and forth. I don't know if he's supposed to be like mid-death, or what, if he's just like getting the kinks out in between takes, but you can clearly see everybody else is completely still, and this one guy is going, in the background. That's his preparation process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get into the scene. <laughs> so that's the best part. Now, we're gonna one, personally some of my favorite parts is uh, the five star reviews. Five star reviews. Uh, there were a decent. There were some, and I just wrote some of the funnier ones. Or ones that got me a little, uh, you know, made an impression on me. Uh, first one is, I've been gripped by a deathly fear of Cool Whip ever since childhood. A vague memory of a horror film I saw when I was younger gave me some insight as to where this phobia was coming from. Out of the relief I experienced to find. That this movie was indeed made. I love it. Five stars. <laughs> so someone now has a... Deathly fear of Cool Whip. So what Jaws did for the ocean and what Candyman did for Mirrors... Yep. This movie did, this for, movie cool did for Cool Whip. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Barbasol for some people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Robert Krieger just said, who could forget? Five stars. Simple. That's his entire review. Who could forget? That's weird. And now... Uh, Michelle Brazio, I don't know, crazy last name. I know, I'm sorry I butchered it, but you're probably not listening anyway. <laughs> I only rate this movie five because I was actually an extra in it. Yeah. Don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through without <laughs> upchucking. Glad everyone else seems to like it. Was a whole lot of fun doing, but I never would have thought it would still be around 25 years later. Yikes. Five stars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How do you not watch the whole movie that you're right. in? Yeah, Come exactly. on now. Now, this it's is strange because this is like the second time I found uh, a review from somebody who's involved with it. Because the first one was the mother of the girl who played <sighs> Zoe in Zombiever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She re- she that was funny. Zoe's my daughter. I love this movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, the dog's walking around like topless for 10 minutes yeah. in the movie. But, hey, she had great tits, by the way. Yeah. Um, now, Marcus Duke, simply no complaints. Five stars. <laughs> no complaints. It's like no complaints. That's a weird review. Yeah. No complaints. Five stars. If he has nothing to complain about, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That that is. Well, the we stuff. we we still have favorite deaths here. Yes, we gotta. We, we, we will gotta, do favorite deaths. Because I, I and I have two. I have a gift for you. Oh, Marshall. that's oh, right. Yeah. Well, let's let's yes, let's uh, let's do our deaths All right, first. Fav- so. Favorite deaths. All right. Uh, so. There were actually some decent. This one actually had some on screen kills this year. So. uh Let's let our guests go first this week. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick of all the deaths in the movie, what was your favorite death scene? Well, I mean, and you won't agree with me, but That's I liked fine. Chocolate Chip Charlie. I just <laughs> I, like I, that was my favorite death, just because mm-hmm. I thought it was so silly, ridiculous. <laughs> I liked trying to see where they switched from <laughs> what, dummy to actor. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know that was yeah, that was my favorite. All right, Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, I like the uh, motel room death. I like that the, the stranger who runs in out of nowhere for no reason <laughs> starts attacking Mo, and he starts getting you know just 
set on fire and the stuff's getting him and he's screaming and the place is like he's crawling up on the ceiling and it's so weird and, and kind of like what we said before why would the stuff attack him if he's trying to take out mo it yeah. just it, it was so weird and i i really liked that one i the thought that one was fun discriminate man the stuff will <laughs> stuff just, anybody yeah. down. it's a kill machine all right uh, and actually, Doug, you're wrong. My favorite death was the chocolate chip charter one. It was bad yeah. as I thought the, the effects were at, at one point. As far as Destin's go, it was definitely the craziest. And like, what is happening <laughs> to this guy's head? And more, I guess technically the most graphic. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, my favorite was chocolate chip trolley at the end. The final death of the movie. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, since you picked that, can I switch my answer real quick? If you, you don't have to, but if you, we don't have to have <laughs> different ones. choose. Just, Jason's parents and brother, because all of a sudden they're just dead. Oh, his parents and brother, his family dead. Now he works for me. Dead. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's no present. You never we saw it. We each have to have a different one. It's just, you know, we all agree. I do like, he's like, this kid works for me now. Yeah. His family's dead. He's my ward. Yeah. <laughs> he's my Robin. Um, all right, before we, I guess we close up, uh, recommendations. We're going to, would you recommend somebody actually watch this movie? Uh, absolutely. This is one where... Anybody could watch it. You don't sit down and just watch it by yourself. It's a typical B-horror movie. You're going to mm. have to watch it with friends, maybe have a beer or whatever you're going to do. Fun that's a good, yeah, Absolutely. That's a very good. All right. Yeah. I, I also would watch it or recommend watching it kind of the same way that Doug described it, just because it's it's so weird and like cheesy. <laughs> very 80s, too. Yeah, totally 80s. So it really has a... If you if you got an eighty nostalgic bug in you, that's a good one to watch. Yeah, I uh, I actually I think we're going to clean sweep this. I, I'm going to say watch it. Uh, there are some very boring parts with the corporate, the whole corporate espionage stuff gets kind of boring. But I kind of like Doug. If you watch this with a group of people and a beer, just want to have like a just fun time, watch it. It's ridiculous. The death scenes are with the stuff are just like are just crazy ludicrous. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, it's great. A's. Uh, I would say if we want an eighties movie, the eighties we done, I'd watch this over Chud. Uh, if you, I'd oh say yeah, pass on Chud, watch this. Uh, so that's that's it. Uh, Doug does. It's apparently Doug says he has he has a little something for, right. for us. Oh today. yes, I have. Just a, don't get your hopes up, kids. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, um, I've always been a fan of horror my whole life, and uh, I feel like there for a while I didn't get out of it, but I didn't watch as much, and I ended up picking up. A don't mind my name on the bag there. I ended up picking <laughs> up a magazine years and years ago, and it really got me into horror again. So I bought you two Aww. each issue that came out this summer. It's called Horror yeah. Hound Magazine. Well, and thank you. I don't know if you do either one of you know about this. Do I you know. Subscribe? This is news to me. No. Okay, Horror Hound Magazine comes out bi monthly. This isn't like some shameless plug. I don't work <laughs> for Horror Hound. However, they go through all kinds of horror movies, bad 80s, good 80s, mm-hmm. stuff that's coming out recently, toys, comics, everything. Yeah. And awesome. they'll kind of keep you in the know. What's great about them to me is they're located in Cincinnati, which is somewhat close. They have conventions, which my girlfriend and I have been to, and it was amazing. And it's just a cool thing to flip through and yeah. keep you in the know. Awesome. So that's so uh, Horrorhound. We've now been giving gifts. If you anybody out there listening, want to give us a little sponsorship? We yeah. will have Horrorhound. <laughs> great magazine. Well, we'll awesome plug you. We'll plug you. Love Horrorhound magazine. Uh, so, thank you so much, yeah, Doug. So no really Doug. That's it. very thank kind you. of thank you. Um, I think that's where we start wrapping up. So, uh, Doug, any final words before we log off? No, not a, is it okay with you guys? I think I asked this before, but if I put your link on wisestwizards.com. Oh, that's most definitely. Okay totally fine. Right, Share cool. it. Um, yeah. 
Aaron, any, anything to say? Uh, no. Um, oh, I do have one question. Just before we go, Doug, you did a lot of shows on Why Is This Wizards where you yes. blended the most disgusting things imaginable and would drink them or eat them or just stomach them down. I'm fucking impressed by your ability to drink some of probably the nastiest Man, concoctions the I've ever seen. I put it on one of our Facebook links of you drinking rum and whiskey, Coke, and tuna fish. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I also saw some other ones where it was beef jerky and or like Slim Jims and Four Loco. A uh, couple, like, perhaps wine and cheese. Yes. I just watched a couple of Which one was the most disgusting that you can remember? Um, when you mix tuna with things, that can be pretty <laughs> brutal. But the uh, we, we did the uh, Fiesta movement for Ford where we drove mm-hmm. that car, and there was one where we decided to blend a piece of the car in with some water. <laughs> and oh, now God. I drank a lot and I was probably a few years younger than I am now. <laughs> so uh, that one was, it was just in my mind, it was gross. Like I knew I was putting rubber into like my body. <laughs> so I knew that might have been a mistake. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, not even it, edible. <laughs> no, it, it turns out it's not. Um, when you do like peas or something, that just grosses the shit out of stuff. So you, you, we came into some, you, you put in peanut butter with anything gross, it tastes delicious. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, so there it yeah. is. I like peanut butter is a miracle food. Yeah. yeah. I love some peanut butter. I'm a fan of coffee a lot too. Well, so right. if I put coffee into stuff, I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like when um, your intro blended when you're doing the pancakes and the coffee together, that actually looks good. It's not bad. You know, the one that we did one where we had to put, and it's called something, the tonic. Oh, man, my friend's going to get so mad at me for not remembering this. It was the Doc. Do you remember Back to the Future 3 where uh, Doc Brown is all drunk and Marty has to give him an elixir right, to, to wake br- him up and yeah. get him going? Yeah. Whatever is in that, we had to do. Like, that's what we did. <laughs> and it was all kinds of hot sauces uh-huh. and, like, shit to just, like, get you going. <laughs> And that about killed me. <laughs> that about killed me. Like it literally caused heart problems. Oh my like it, God. like it, it hurt. And this is not a, a fake story. We found out later on the internet there was a, a a blog or a story in Sweden about Americans that had died trying a YouTube like stunt drinking. They were talking about us. Holy we didn't shit. die. We're still here. <laughs> but they like tried to run the story like we died. I was like, what the fuck? Like, so that was a good one. Yeah. yeah crazy that's, that's crazy. Uh, all right. So we're going to wrap up. Remember, uh, follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at So Bad It's Scary. Our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Of course, on iTunes, uh, subscribe, like. Uh, iTunes is free, people. Sign up. Mm-hmm. Download it. It's awesome. Uh, I think that's probably... You guys it. are awesome. Yeah. Thank oh, you for thank having you. me. We're awesome. This was so much fun. Awesome. This was a thank lot you, of fun. Thank you. So, well, I'd well, love to have you back, too. Yes, yeah. definitely have you back. Uh, that's going to take care for us for this week. We will be back in another week with another episode. So, so t- till then, stay tuned. Check the Facebook page, and we will catch you down the road. Hugs and kisses. Bye-bye, everybody.